absolutely. Are we? Yeah, it's going. Oh, oh, oh okay. No, this <laughs> Sorry. is what we do. No, we just start. Oh, okay, <laughs> there we go. The after party does not have an introduction. Perfect. No, after party don't get intro, and it also doesn't get a Gore Koresh mention, except for right now. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Well then, you got it. I'm getting better. All right, so so this is a question for you as well, Scott. How do you feel uh, the Lord of the Rings movies have aged? It's talking about the original trilogy. Um, do you still enjoy watching it? Do you feel like the... Um, do you have... Do you still have that neat experience uh the only parts i have a hard time with are the cg like i mentioned in, in the episode okay that that is literally only hard time i have is some okay. of the cg doesn't quite hold up as well but okay. to be honest it doesn't take me out because i already know it's there and like i said it, the important parts aren't cg okay like Gollum, you can see he's a cg character but he interacts with the environment better than most movies coming out now Right. It's incredible. Like, sometimes you can see it's, oh, that's a digital thing. That's a digital creature holding a digital thing. But it's impeccable. It's almost perfect. And it's because he was actually there interacting, and they just removed Andy Serkis and put, <laughs> put Gollum in. <laughs> right. So it was, it was a replacement, which I know simplifies it way too much for what they actually did. But, uh, yeah, it was insane how they did it. And... But, no, the movies... The actors, characters, and everything, like you said, they hold up fine for me. I, like I said, I, I watch it. I will listen to it. I, I think it's great. <laughs> I, and I agree. It's, it's held up, it's held up fantastically for me. I, as I go back now and watch older movies, I'm like, ah, ah, there's, there's a lot of movies from the early 2000s that I say, that, that just hasn't aged well. Right. But, Every time I watch Lord of the Rings, I love it. Yeah, and I'm not I, pulled away. Part of it's because, again, it's those close-ups. Mm -hmm. When it's close-up, it's real. Mm -hmm. And that's why, uh, like, Fifth Element holds up so well. Yes. Is because, well, first of all, they tried not to do any living things digitally. All right. living creatures were practical. Except for one shot at the very beginning of the show when they transition from the dude who's the alien mm -hmm. and he walks in with all the alien dudes and he's got a human face and then he and Zorg says take off that face yes <laughs> and he shakes his head and when he shakes his head they tried to do a digital transition and it does it doesn't look great <laughs> no <laughs> it, didn't it look doesn't great then and it doesn't didn't look, look great, great now, now. <sighs> but every, I have no complaints for the rest right <laughs> so and that's because it's that same thing it's mm -hmm. when it was up close it was real Yes. And that's why it looks good. And that's why the Mandalorian looks so good. Because they realize that. Like, the volume, the, the place they shoot on, all the background is digital. The ceiling, the sky, the back, everything is completely digital. But everything close to you is real. <laughs> and that's why it Just, works. Mm -hmm. People get a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, you, did you find some more cool stuff on Pinterest? I mean, yeah, nothing of relatable, course. though. But I <laughs> sucked in for a second. So what what were the Balrogs? Did they were they actually? Uh, I, I to be honest, I didn't find that. Oh, I found well, a bunch mm. of other stuff, but I will do my research and figure out <laughs> what the Balrogs were. Apparently, it's, oh, there's a lot to them that I didn't even know about. Yeah, apparently. But well, there's a lot to everything. There's a lot to everything, which Rings. is amazing. That's so cool. Yeah. I, I like learning a little bit deeper into the movies and what was included in the movies. Yeah. But for 
like the the background stuff, like the Balrog stuff and things like that. I don't, I don't need to. See, I don't need that. I have to cut myself off at some point because there are people who don't watch Star Wars, who don't watch Marvel movies, and are still going through Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. yeah. To this day, we, this movies came out almost twenty years ago. Oh, oh! Please let Lego get the license back for Lord of the Rings oh, for the 20th anniversary next year. Please, please. <laughs> I spend very little money on Lego, but if Lord of the Rings comes back, if if Lego can get the license, I will be spending there, significant. There's a gold <laughs> mine there if they can work it. Oh mm-hmm. gosh, I don't even know why they stopped. It doesn't even oh. make any sense to me. It's they did it when the movies were out, and then the movies were gone, and they stopped, and then. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> and then the Hobbit movies came out, and they tried to sell those, but the Hobbit movies didn't do as well, and so the Lego sets didn't do as well. But if you look at them now, still ridiculously priced. So oh, yeah. Super oh, high yeah. priced. That worse than Star Wars because Star Wars re-releases X wings and stuff, but Lord of the Rings, it's done. It's done. Yeah. They've stopped doing oh. anything. So if you try to find any of them, there was a guy in Draper selling the Helm's Deep set for what the original MSRP was. And I was like it's begging almost, to uh, scrape yeah. together the money so that I could go oh. and get it, and it it sold thankfully because <laughs> <laughs> that was money I didn't have. And yeah, I, I'd have to agree with you in the sense that I, I only have so much knowledge I can retain, yeah. and Lord of the Rings is it's one of those like I, I don't know if I can handle all the knowledge. Because I've already got way too much Star Wars in my head. And plus, you've got Zelda. I've got Legend of Zelda, a Pokemon. I've... you got all of it. All, yeah. And Lord of the Rings is the one that I think I'm just afraid to touch because I know I might <laughs> you know, get sucked into that a lot too. But getting you know the behind the scenes of like the movies and stuff, that's fascinating. Yes, it is. And that's, and that's stuff that, that's over. Like yeah. You can't get deeper into how it was made. Yeah, you know <laughs> that's it. It's you know it's done. It's what it is. Like the one, the one. Uh, if I could share, so there's, there's there's an end. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a bottomless pit. Yeah, like Pinterest. Oh, there's there's an end to it, and you go, yeah. oh, I've hit the end of it. Although right. I found a lot of the movie stuff on Pinterest, like the one that I think about now, just for one story, they they f- found that iPods could carry a lot of memory, and if you, they filmed uh, the two towers. And they put it on an iPod yep. to take it, you know. And so the guy who has it is walking in London, I believe it is. He's got the two towers. It's not released yet. It's in on the iPad, and he sees these two shady characters. He's like, he's going to get mugged. He's like, I have the unreleased, finished film of the two towers on my person right now. And so he basically just books it to a hotel, I believe it is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and gets in the hotel, and he's safe because he starts running, and they chase after him. And he's like, I- I'm going to get mugged. They're going to steal They're this iPod. Steal this, this has iPod. the two towers on it. <laughs> like, I cannot. I, I cannot get mugged. You, you I can't. this with your freaking and life. So he, he made it, and he got it out. They, I'm sure they had no idea. But, oh, yeah, no. he saved. Um, as as um, <laughs> oh Peter Jackson says, he saved the two towers from the underbelly of... Um, London's criminal activity. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that's so crazy. Yeah. That would feel so terrifying. Oh, yeah. I mean, even just walking... Walking with it. Yeah, just walking with it, going, you have no idea. No one... I'm walking past people, they have no idea what I have 
right yeah. here. Right. In my pocket. Blow everyone's mind. They don't oh. know what's in my pocket. Oh, wow. goodness. It's so good. But, yeah, the movie stuff is so fascinating, which is why I'm so excited to watch the appendices. Like, this is, it's all That's movie. That's actually and, why I'm so shocked that you haven't watched. I, I know. The gallery, Disney gallery for The Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> it's nothing, it's nothing but that. I know. I, I, uh, I got sucked into Rebels. That was my problem. I got sucked into Clone Wars because okay. the gallery came out and then Clone Wars season seven came out and I was like, well, I got to. Yeah, I gotta got refresh to, my right, mind. Yeah, they were kind of doing I'll get to the time. gallery when I get to it, yeah, and then it, you never didn't just, happen. It, it, it didn't, didn't get happen. its own time. I uh, so I just started watching the gallery for uh, basically their chapter nine, which is doing season two. Right. And Dave Filoni and John Favreau are literally just us with a budget because <laughs> they're sitting there and they're talking about stringing up Gore Koresh on the light and how he's going to yell McClunky. <laughs> That's awesome. And Dave Filoni is standing there going, no, you can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, you can't. It's like, but McClunky could mean anything. It could mean multiple things. Yeah. He's like, okay. And Dave Filoni's laughing and John Favreau's laughing and Dave Filoni's like, you can't do that. <laughs> but Fine. they're both laughing we'll at do the it same later. time. And it's just like, oh my gosh. And they got it in in the end, finally. Oh, yeah. Uh, but somebody said that. They're like, oh, yeah, supposedly, like, they were going to have McClunky in the first episode. I'm like, no. That would have been so And to hear funny. them sitting there just talking about it, just goofing. Oh. It's like, what the heck are you doing? You can't do that. Well, I'd love oh, to sit in there little great. They're talking. Oh, no, 100%. Well, Dave Filoni, he's got the knowledge, right? Oh, yeah. And now the problem is with Dave Filoni. I wonder how much he can have of any other fandom. Yeah. Do, does can he have any Lord of the Rings knowledge in that head? Does he need it though? I mean. I mean, not, when you're that deep into Star Wars, I guess not. <laughs> he <laughs> when, is when you're Star the guy, Wars. You're like he the, is the oh, guy. Best shot of the Mandalorian gallery though, is they show uh, Rosario Dawson. Standing and talking to George Lucas. I saw that picture. <laughs> and I'm just like, okay, that's sick. <laughs> yeah, Ahsoka Tano talking you know, to George Lucas. George Lucas's foot in the door is Dave Filoni. Yeah. Because Dave Filoni just like, he's like, no, George, you figured this out. You, you get it. Like, you don't even know what you have. Mm-hmm. Like, like, George films the prequels and people are like, ah, oh, I didn't like him. And then Dave Filoni sits there and explains how George saw them. And go and you go. You're that is like, the coolest thing ever. Whoa! <laughs> oh well, I have to watch episode one again so yeah. that I can watch the duel of the fates and and see even more of. Were you here when we talked about. about that? No, I was not. We we brought it up in the episode, a couple episodes uh, into Mandalorian. Okay. Yeah, where you you seen episode one, mm-hmm. where the fight between Darth Maul and Qui Gon Jinn. It's called duel of the fates. Right. Because the fight between them determines what happens to Anakin. Right. If Qui Gon had survived, Anakin never would have fallen to the dark side. Nope. That he is true. He would have defeated the dark side. Exactly, because Anakin, you know, as as Dave Filoni says, Qui Gon knew Anakin needed a father, and Obi Wan was never a father to Anakin. He was a brother. Mm. So what did Anakin do? He sought out a father figure somewhere else because Qui Gon died, and that's what put him on his path to the dark side. Because Qui Gon Jinn died, that's why it's called Duel of the Fates. 
And yeah, it was like, oh, the prequels are okay, but in the Mandalorian, the gallery, that's this is where he explains it in the first yeah. season. Yeah, that's where he goes off, like, cause he's in a group with people. He goes mm-hmm. off yeah. for ten minutes Dude, talking like, about this. Directors and John Favreau yeah. and and all these like huge big name people in Hollywood, and he's just sitting there and, and he's, he's explaining. This is what George Lucas's view was. Right. It's like, and like yeah. Whoa. And and it's not until it wasn't until I heard that when I'm like, Obi Wan oh. wasn't part of the fight. No, no. Like that Obi Wan had nothing to do with the duel of the fates. Right. No. It was Qui Gon and Darth Maul. Because I'm like, but Obi Wan won. Obi Wan got it. He defeated Maul. He did. So the good guys won. <laughs> like, oh no, that wasn't the fight. No. It didn't matter anymore. The fight was over once the fight was over died. And Qui Gon was stabbed by Maul. That was it. It was yeah. over. It was done. It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> what? Yeah. So it's like what? suddenly becomes a much bigger. Deal. It makes you go, whoa! Oh, yeah. Wait a second. There's, so I can totally see Dave Filoni being like, "What's your take, George?" Oh yeah, because yeah. you created yeah. this. Yeah. What do you think? And then him being like, "Hey, George, come over to the set. Uh huh. Come check it out. Why don't you come to the set? Hey, here, I'm, I'm directing baby this Yoda. episode. Oh gosh, that was the cool <laughs> picture. It shows George Lucas holding Baby Yoda. You're like, oh, that's this awesome. is my life complete right there. That's, right there. That's it. It's, it's all like I needed. George there Lucas gave his stamp of approval on Baby Yoda. <laughs> all right. It is now the official Star Wars canon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so like... funny. I listened to one guy who, who went on a rant online about how Disney hasn't made anything good except for like three episodes of Clone Wars Season 7 and... Uh, like 12 chapters of Mandalorian. And I'm like, you blasphemous little piece of garbage. <laughs> like, all right, all right, that's fine. You can think that, but you can no longer say you are a Star Wars fan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, that's not entirely true. <laughs> because I have sele- I have selective stuff that I, I'm not a fan of in Star Wars. But I, I, yeah. I'm a majority Star Wars fan. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. I mean, I could pick one or two or three. Rogue One, Solo, loved them. Oh, uh, all all of Clone Wars loved it, but I didn't love Resistance. But I Disney did Rebels, and even though I struggled with the first season, I loved the the seasons two through four. I thought they were brilliant. I yeah, they were amazing. Well, they added Ahsoka. And then, yeah. you know, they're like, let's just put in someone who's called, I don't know, Thrawn. <laughs> like, I could fan could, favorite character. He could read me a bedtime story. I'd just like, go to sleep because his voice is oh, so yeah. just. Yeah, so what, yeah. what was it? We used to have this thing where we'd put three people in a room. And it was James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones. And. Um, uh, Timur Morrison. Timur Morrison. And Thrawn. Uh, no, it wasn't. Not Thrawn? It wasn't Thrawn. It was uh, Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman. But we'll add right. Thrawn to the mix Let's now. add Thrawn. That's, a, that's our dream bedtime story. <laughs> they just <laughs> tell us a story. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get all four of those guys in a room and have them read, read bedtime stories. Which, I love it. ironically, <laughs> um, the voice of Thrawn is voiced by Lars Mikkelsen, Mikkelsen who is the brother of, in Rogue One, Jyn Erso, Raylan Erso's dad. It's his wow. real-life brother. Voices thrown. Voices thrown. That's cool. cool. Yeah. That is cool. Which is funny because he outlived Mads Mikkelsen. Really? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> According to the to the canon, which now is 100% true, Thrawn survived through Return of the Jedi. Yes, he did. He's still around. According to the Ahsoka episode of Mandalorian, Thrawn is still alive. Yes. So he 100% outlived 
Galen or so. <laughs> and, I mean, uh, read, it, read into ah. this what you think. He's still considered Grand Admiral, because that's what she says. Where's Grand Admiral Thrawn? So maybe at least yes. to Ahsoka, she still refers to him as Grand Admiral. Which did yeah. she... Did she ever meet him? Not in Rebels. Does she never actually... No, because she's gone in season two, in the end of season two, and he comes in season three. They did a uh, Fifth Element thing where the main good guy and the bad guy never meet, (laughs) which is really cool. Yeah. So unless they met at some other point, which we may see in the Ahsoka TV show, which I'm totally fine with. Uh, yeah. Because then that means you bring... I've got I've gotten over my initial shock at the Ahsoka episode. Yeah? I didn't, I didn't love her. I didn't love her at really? first. Really? I had such a hard time. I, I expected the Rebels Ahsoka. Like, the, the headdress, at least. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it feels very Clone Wars Ahsoka on yeah. the headdress. Yeah, that is true. And that bugged me. That bugged me a little bit. But I've I've gotten better. I'm better. You know, to be honest, right. I, I haven't seen it in a while. I should go watch it again because, I mean, we hit, uh, it was Ahsoka and I was like, there's nothing that's going to be as good as this episode. And then they just kept <laughs> dialing it up every episode after that. Yeah. It's like, like, you guys got to figure, you guys got to slow down a little bit. Because <laughs> My mind can't you guys take this. run out. Yeah. Stuff. At least that's what we keep thinking. And then uh, well, get a after, scene with Luke Skywalker. Every episode they say, you, you think that, well, they can't beat that. So that's oh. why now I'm like, okay, uh, this last episode had, you know, like you said, Luke Skywalker hallway scene. Like, all right, how are they gonna top that? What were the What were the three hallway scenes you pitched to me? Um, no, not this anymore. Is the party. Darth Maul's hallway scene, Darth Vader's hallway ones. scene, and Luke Skywalker's hallway scene. Right. So you haven't seen Maul's hallway scene from uh, from Clone, Clone Wars. Wars? No, I have. Okay, not. all right, yeah. Well, we'll have to let you. You need to okay. watch that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you asked me which one I thought was the coolest. Which one was your was favorite? favorite? Yeah. And I broke it up by how I felt or what I felt during those things. And for Maul, it was brutality. Yeah. For Vader, it was fear. And for Luke Sky, Luke Skywalker, it was ah! <laughs> <laughs> Luke Skywalker. <laughs> oh yeah. Cause seriously, like I don't, I don't remember all of Luke's stuff. I remember, I remember the boots. <laughs> I remember the belt buckle and the handle because that's the stuff I was watching. I'm like, yeah, he's destroying the droids. Yeah, he's just, yeah, he's, okay, bro- he's busting him out. That's fine. Uh, but no, I've watched it a couple times now. So I, I'm like, yep, this is what happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, actually, I think there's a scene where there is not digital effects on the lightsaber. I, I think I think they missed a scene. Hmm. In uh Really? Yeah, I think they missed an effect in one huh. of the scenes when Luke Skywalker comes through. But I'm gonna look that up real quick and see if I can show it to you. <laughs> I mean I I I am if I I didn't see it because I was freaking out because it was Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Your brain was going ah. For me it was the lightsaber looked different just for one scene. I did I'm it. Like, what, what is that? Hmm. What, what's going on there? I got sucked into the music. Yeah. The music sucks me in. See, I gotta listen really close to the music. You have the music now, right? I do. Very nice. Sponsored by Disney Plus. <laughs> <laughs> okay, not really. We wish. We all yeah, that would be pretty sweet. Yeah, I, I have the music. It's. I actually, 
unfortunately or fortunately I play that music in my head every day I, I could say with certainty that every day since I've got the music the song of his his whole montage has played in my head at least once every day <laughs> it's so good and like I, I like to listen to there's a guy on YouTube who he kind of vamps up songs and mm -hmm. he focuses a lot on Star Wars you're not uh, Samuel Kim are you that I am <laughs> so good I love his he stuff really and I, I saw comments on here he's like you guys have been continually asking me the name of that song is A Friend that's the hmm. name of his his fight song he's like you guys keep asking me to do it to a friend he's like but that song is so perfect I don't know how to to work and I think he, he did uh, put out um, a version but it was so cool he's talking about it. like it's just it's beautiful the song it's just perfect I was like, yeah, I agree. It's great the way it is. I hear it every day. I'm like, oh, yeah, I think I'll just play that in my head now. It's so good. It's, yeah. It's, yeah, music. Which is why, like, you know, we're talking about Lord of the Rings. In my film class, we talked about um, Lord of the Rings and how when he was watching my, my teacher, he's like, I couldn't understand why I always felt homesick at certain points in the movie. I don't know why, but every time I'd feel homesick, something would happen. Um, and he's like, and then one time I just listened to it. I was in the other room doing something, and they were watching Lord of the Rings, and I heard it, and it clicked. It was the music. Like any time there is mention of the Shire or going back to the Shire, at all, uh -huh. the theme from the Shire is played. Yep. Yes. And that song triggers home, going home, being home. It's like. That's why he's like it. It just makes me feel like I want to go home. So and he's like, I'm like, that's so cool that they're able to like. And right here, boom, cue the Shire music because yeah. we want people to feel like home. I want to go mm -hmm. home. Isn't it interesting that you really don't feel you don't feel at home anywhere in the movie except the Shire. Yeah, it all feels yeah. foreign. It's not Obscilia. It's not Helm's Deep. It's not in Rohan. It's not in the mines. It's nowhere. It's not even in Bree, where you're still you're still like the, yeah, as close as you get. It's close. <laughs> but everything is cold and foreign. Yeah, unfamiliar. Yeah. The only place that is warm and welcoming is the Shire. And I mean, you look at the Shire. So cool. It's it's almost you know from what I remember, it's all happy. There's not really much yeah, sadness no. in the Shire. They're, they're just no, happy see. living their own lives, which is the huge thing in the Return of the King when they go back. And they've been changed so much by this huge event that has happened in their lives. And they go back to the Shire and everyone and there is the same. same. Nothing's changed. Nothing has changed. They didn't... And the people that grumpy in the guy Shire guard nothing. Still grumpy <laughs> yeah. when come in. It's like... Grumpy in his guard. Do you have any idea what we did? They we are, saved all of you. They're none the wiser. <laughs> yeah. They have no idea what happened. And it, it's, it's that, yeah, and the scene when they sit down in and they're just like, and they're like, the Green Dragon, wow, huh. and it's just the four of them, and everybody's just having a good time, and the hobbits are over toasting this guy who has the biggest pumpkin that he grew. Right. And they're like, like wow. Huh. <laughs> Last week I almost that died. Feels, that feels hollow. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, That's weird. Okay. So, uh, for everybody at home, if you listen to this, it's at about the 32-minute mark in chapter 16. And Luke is in the hallway, and his lightsaber looks weird to me. Like, And then it switches to this shot. Oh, dang it. Of course it's gone. 
<laughs> so it just looks funky. It looks like yeah, like a Galaxy's Edge lightsaber. It from looks a like uh, like an Ultra Sabers. Yeah, uh, that's exactly what it what it looks like. And then and then when it goes to the next scene and shows him, like right you're here, even when Grogu is sitting there, it's got a, it's got that extra glow to it, beyond the blade, right? Right. And then when we when we come up and Luke comes to the to the droids and the thing, I it's, can hear the, the glow music. is back. <laughs> yeah, I can hear can it in my it? head. See, I I'm not that familiar with the music yet, so that's really funny. But he comes up the elevator, and the droids are standing there. And once he gets there, he ignites the saber again, and it's got that extra glow to it again. Yeah. Hmm. But in that other scene, it doesn't it have that very... extra glow. Yeah. Hmm. Now it could be because it was so far away that that it's not as it's harder to see through because we're lo- used okay. to seeing it so up close but that just looks that like one scene it's like yeah did they forget to add the 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 lightsaber that effect that one out. artifact in in the editing didn't get loaded properly because like the laser blaster there mm-hmm. the, the deflections the stabbing all the all that stuff is there but the lightsaber itself looks funky to me <laughs> You know, it looks different than every other time. Oh, and gosh, just, I I don't, I don't, just throwing an idea out there. I'm going to have to get the music. It may yeah, not yeah. have looked quite right with it. Is the only thing that I could figure. If they did if they did not have it, that's the only thing that I could think of. Maybe when they added Maybe it, it, when it, they added it, it just it just wouldn't work quite right. Because you do notice that he's behind a lot of smoke. Like, like you said, he's at a distance. He is so a distance, a lot of but there, so, yeah. But that would be the only thing I could think of, is that, like, all right, for some reason, digitally, this didn't work, and it wasn't, it just had to be this way. Interesting, um, when we're, t- we're talking about hallway scenes. Oh, yeah. Um, Darth Maul's, I, I was, I just looked Mike, up. Do you have it there? Yeah, I just looked it up, um, and it's described as his rampage. Like, that's, like, Ooh, the perfect word for him. He's on a rampage through this hall, and he, yeah, he... he yeah it's, yeah, it's pretty intense. I mean, in culture, <laughs> it even Darth Maul's hallway massacre. Because he, he, he just... Oh, yeah. It's hatred, which perfectly encapsulates Darth Maul. Yeah, if you could, if I could think Maul. of two words to describe Darth Maul, it would be hatred and revenge. Mm. Yep. That is him. Perfect. And that are the things that motivate him. His whole Star Wars career, it's either hatred or vengeance. Revenge. At last, we shall reveal ourselves to the Jedi. At last, we should have revenge. Sure I, I won't play any music so I don't get in trouble. But right, yeah. yeah really. <laughs> I don't want to get in trouble. Disney's always listening. Th- that's not the hallway oh, I, 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 I assumed. <laughs> that right there, yep, that's Maul. That's Maul. <laughs> so we're watching through it right now, and uh, I mean, we're ooh. just seeing... All right, they just come all the way through. They're shooting. Like, he hasn't even come into the hallway. No, and he, does, like, he has no lightsaber. He has nothing. He just, he's using nothing but the force to, <laughs> oh man. Uh, <laughs> and we just got to the one part that is the, the brutality side of it. Oh gosh. Wow. He's cutting guys in half. He's beheading guys. It's it's just, a, and there's, there's no change in no. him. He's just, just continuing uh, forward. He hasn't not, even stopped his stride. He no, just, he, he hasn't. He he's is just going. walking calmly forward. Well, not so calmly. And oh oh no oh yep that yep. happens too there we, oh, all right there you <laughs> yeah, go cuts another dude in half and with the doors I mean with the sound he now mm-hmm. has connection to their communications so yeah, he right. can he can hear their comms 
And oh, so, gosh. and it's just, oh, wow. It's just and, nonstop, just brutal. And yeah. the, the crazy thing is, is you don't, and I think the reason why him moving right here is so crazy because up until this point, he has not stopped just walking. And so right. then all of a sudden he just, and yeah. And then runs into the engine room, runs mm-hmm. in and just, just dodging. He has no oh, weapon. Wow. No yeah, weapon. No it's weapon. Entirely the force. Oh, that's so cool. Darth Maul is the the king of brutality. Uh, I yes. yeah. I mean, we never asked so this, but my favorite. I have two favorite characters yes. in Star Wars. Okay. Darth Maul and Ahsoka Tano. Ah, they are nice. my favorite. So season seven, when they fight, that was. Basically that was the it. Pinnacle. That was the pinnacle <laughs> of a, my Star Wars fantasy <laughs> is them fighting. Maybe them teaming up would be even better. But them yeah. fighting was amazing. And I'm sorry, that's that's not gonna happen. I know. <laughs> but the cool part that Dave Filoni talked about was like for season seven is Maul had to lose. He knew Maul had to lose the fight between Ahsoka and and Maul. Yeah. But he's oh, like, yeah. I didn't want it to be easy for her. So you see in season seven when they fight, um, and there you go, that's the fight. Wow. When they fight, you see that she's being pushed to her limit. Yes. It's hard for her to defeat him. And, and in so the cool. end, it's it's the clones jumping in and helping Yeah. that are the reason she wins. Yeah. She never actually defeats him. Herself. She catches him oh, as he falls, and then they you know, oh, lasso that, oh, him gosh, up. I got to Okay. I got so I think I she had, does. She does actually. <laughs> the problem though is it's his arrogance. Yeah, he turns back to face her. Had he just tried to get away, it would have ended very yeah, differently. Yeah, the starfighter's right there. The starfighter's there. It's ready to take him, but he turned back to finish her off, and that's what caused his downfall. Yeah. But yeah, he is. Ever since episode one, he's been my favorite character. Because, you know, he introduced something that we'd never seen before. Two, a double-sided lightsaber. Up yeah. until this point, it was a, a now, one-sided lightsaber. Now, every single character in every Star Wars video game and fan creation and everything always has a double-sided. That didn't exist. No. And, I mean, think about it. Because <laughs> uh, I'm sure George Lucas is like, well, this guy, he's going to have blades coming out of both ends. Yeah. Like, wait, what? Can, can we do that? Like, well, yeah. yeah, because I said so, so we're doing it. Well, that's what we're doing. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And then, yeah, when he holds that blade out and one goes, because in the beginning of episode one, when he fights Qui-Gon initially, he, he only has one. So you're He's like, oh, one that's a, a really hill. long hilt, but okay. But it's cool. Yeah. Like, long hilts, you see that in Lord of the Rings. With yeah. The elvish weapons, they uh-huh. have those extra long hilts. So you're like, cool, that's cool. Which are real. They're actually weapons yeah. like that, yeah. Yeah. apparently. Yeah. And then like katanas. But, yeah. When right. he holds it sideways and it, he just does the one and then that other one goes out, you're like, oh. And then your mind was blown. Oh, that's, oh, okay. And then it just, from that point on, I was like, okay, this guy is so cool. He's, he was awesome. And so that when me, for me, it was like, oh, and now he's gone. That's just sad because in episode one it was like oh okay and then clone wars comes and it's like yeah we're gonna reintroduce because i want to say dave filoni actually said i think it was we talked about this luke george was like so we need maul to come back he's like how uh i don't, I don't know. know but i need i want him to come but back for come this back. <laughs> okay. okay and he's back we'll figure and something out it's like eh. you know people will be like i don't think it's gonna work that way but i was like i don't care because maul's back mm-hmm. he was so cool and 
And it worked out great. And it we got worked out mall. awesome. We got, and then we got his the best arc. Mall. Oh yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. And it just got better and better. And then season seven was just you know because season seven was the last time because Rebels comes after Clone Wars, yeah. but season seven was the last mall that was you know filmed or given to us, and that was such a great mall. Yeah. Ugh. And the fact that Ray Park did the motion capture for is the even cooler. <laughs> and then the girl who did the motion capture for Ahsoka in that did the stunt fighting for Ahsoka in Mandalorian. It's like the like, connections that they do. Thank you. Yeah, it's like... Uh, so she knew. It. She knew what to do. She knew how to do it. She understood the fighting style uh-huh. of Ahsoka, which was great. Which is perfect. Like, that's uh, how it's... Rosario like, Dawson was a little clunky on, on a sub, some of the stuff. Yeah. A little McClunky on that. <laughs> uh, especially when she switched the blade from forward to back. That took... It, I wanted it to be just a little bit quicker. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted that switch to just... I mean, I wigged out about it because I, I was like, she just did the... That's her Ahsoka stance. Now, their, their, their lightsabers are heavier than the ones that I have that are made of pecs and foam. <laughs> <laughs> but I've done that so many times. I've, I've flipped from forward to back and there's so there's so many natural ways to do it. Uh-huh. To just, just... Just flip it on through and just... just ah, ah, I'm just like... Oh, yeah. Just, she needs to do the Sebastian Stan thing that he did for Winter Soldier. Oh, yeah. Where he sat there playing with a knife. When he wasn't filming, he was yeah, playing with like, that knife on the side. How do I get this to fluidly And, and that's switch. why they literally had Sebastian Stan in the shot fighting against I mean, Captain America. Can you imagine? He's just like, I was wondering if like we did something like this. Like, yeah, okay, let's just have you do that because that yeah. was awesome. Yeah. Just do that. It's it, That's the dedication we're talking about. It's... It, He's not some uppity actor who's like, no, no, get the stuntman to do it for me. It's like, oh, that looks a little dangerous. It's like, no, I'll do that. He's like, yeah. How much can I do? I want to do more. Give me more. I'm like, oh, can I flip the knife around? Can I do that stuff? He's like, oh, yeah, you're not Chris Evans. Yeah, we don't care. (laughs) (laughs) What if I switched hands? Can I do that too? (laughs) Can you do that? Well, yeah, like this? Well, when he gets me in this position, I just drop it and grab it. It's like, oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and that happens all the time, especially in Star Wars and stuff, is you get trapped. They go, oh no, I can't move my weapon! Uh-huh. <laughs> Reach up and grab it with the other hand, maybe. That's a thing. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, that's I think that's why I liked, you know, because Ray Park, you know, him yeah. doing the Darth Maul for season seven. It was like, and maybe that's why I think it's so much Darth Maul, because I know it was Ray Park, but it, 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 all in it all, it's like, it like feels it. like Darth Maul. And he, he did that double strike. That double in the strike. Air. That was and so mall. Yeah. Like, yes. And his stance, I mean, he does the same stance. He holds the blade out and he's got his other hand tucked back. That's his stance before he fights. And it's like, there he is. That's Darth Maul. Uh, and then. Uh, and it's so cool because it's like, yeah, favorite character, I would say Darth Maul. And then it's Ahsoka. But Darth Maul is. I was like, oh, he was so cool. And. But I don't even know where I was going with this. But point is, (laughs) double-sided lightsaber, Darth Maul was so cool. (laughs) If anybody wonders at home what the point of this whole thing is, Uh Darth Maul's pretty darn cool. And it's like, I I have a picture, a picture of Sam Witwer, who does the voice of Darth Mm -hmm. Maul for Clone Wars and Rebels, and Ray Park. They're in the same picture. They're, like, posing together. And it's like, what I would do to just, like, see them. Just like they were the ones that I, I would just fanboy like crazy if I saw them like 
Because it's, yeah, I was like, that's Darth Maul. And I mean, so in Solo, it's like, because when I was watching Solo, it was like, okay, this is a good show. It, it was very predictable in the sense of like, I knew what Solo was going to be about. Yeah. And then that Darth Maul at the end was just a doozy. Yeah. Like, I did not see that coming. Because they referenced, you know, you know who I work for. You know, Dryden says that. You know who I work for. And he doesn't accept failure. Da, da, da. Like, okay. I, I thought it was Vader. So did I. I was like, oh, it must be Vader. And then when she, um, Kira activates the hologram and I see the metal legs, I was like, okay. I could. I wasn't 100% sure they were metal. I would, ah, <laughs> see, I was, at the time, a new character had been introduced to Galaxy of Heroes, which was a Sith Marauder. And I was okay. like, oh, maybe it's one of them. Okay. And then as it starts to pan, I'm like, no. And then I heard so Sam Witwer's voice. I was like, that's Darth Maul. It's Darth Maul. That's awesome. And then you see, because he's hooded, you can see barely can his see face. It's like, that's Darth Maul. No oh way. Oh and then, yo, know, he takes the hood off. And you're like, that, that is that's also Darth, Darth Maul. Maul. <laughs> that's Darth Maul. And then it's the, he, it's, he yeah. gets his lightsaber because... You know, he uses the force to pull it, and it's his Sith Inquisitor lightsaber, which Vader trained Inquisitors to hunt down and kill Jedi. Mm -hmm. His lightsaber was built from Inquisitors that he killed, Ooh. and he builds his lightsaber from theirs. So it's that's got a cool awesome. hook on the side. He uses it as a cane in Rebels, but it's like, that's that's his Rebels lightsaber. That's so cool. And then, like, which to top it off, in, in Solo, it's like, this is Maul. She's like, he's like, you know, okay, come to Dathomir, you know, Dathomir. we'll work, we'll figure this out, you know, we'll I'm avenge. And uh, she's like, okay, and she goes to turn the, the button off, and he activates his lightsaber. And in my head, it's, you don't hang up on me. I hang up on you. Yeah. I'm the one who it. ends the transmission. You don't. And then right then, you hear just the hint of the duel of the fates. Yeah. <sighs> coming from the behind. He's <laughs> like, ugh. Cause, and, yes. and I mean, you see... I love when they reflect lightsabers in people's eyes and right. their face. When Luke is fighting Vader in the last one and you can see the green. And so when he turns the lightsaber on and you can see the red in Kira's eyes, it's like, he is terrifying. Yeah, and then more. you find out that, yeah, that was Ray Park. Ray Park was... He was the physicist. Guy. Yeah. And so they Sam got Whitmer both Darth did the voice to do the Darth Maul for Darth Maul. And I was like, there awesome. he is. And so it's like... Which which was what I was hoping for, for Luke's appearance. I was hoping for a Sebastian Stan. Oh, that would have been awesome. <laughs> live actor with a Mark Hamill voiceover. <laughs> oh, which I know That's Mark great. Hamill worked on the voice. Yes, we don't know who stood in for him. I saw a picture but, of who did it. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he looks a lot like what the person looks like, the Luke from the episode. Okay. He looks very closely to that. Really? Okay. Um, but then they just, just a little bit. They they changed it just a little for but, the reveal. Yeah. and it's Which just, was impeccable. Yeah, so, so anyway, that it was the hallway scene. That's why we're on Darth Maul. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Oh, yeah, yeah. His yeah. brutality of him just... He's like... Because he even asked Ahsoka, he's like, were you going to give me a weapon? She's like, no. Nope. You are a distraction. That's it. And he's like, You're there well, to okay. leave them away from me. Okay. And he Fine. certainly does. And he rips he rips that ship out of hyperspace. Which is just insane. Which is like Yeah. Okay. That's pretty awesome. Whatever. Just rip it out of hyperspace. Sure. Alright. Well now that. you know it can happen. Yeah, and so yeah, he's just he's so cool. But we know from we know from a previous movie that if you just randomly jump, randomly 
end out of hyperspace. You can end up in pretty bad stuff. In the oh, movie. yeah. We Han Solo talks Solo? about it. No, Han um, Solo from Han Solo a new hope. From a new hope talks, talks about it. it. Okay. You can end up in a star or... Okay. In the middle of I'm like, we've talked about... I've talked with yeah. you guys about this before. Because Luke, yeah. Luke actually, I think this? it's Luke who's like, "Can't we just go?" And he's like, well, "I have to. It has to get charted." We do our calculations. Okay. Right. Otherwise, if we do our calculations, like, yeah. we could end up in a star or worse. Yep. Right. Okay. But yeah, it's uh, what those hallway scenes. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> those hallway scenes. Each one was because I, you know, I was just curious to see what is your favorite. And then when you gave a reason for each one, I was like, yeah. yeah. I felt the <laughs> oh, fear oh, no, of a rebel all, all when Vader shows up yeah. and you're like, they're it's, dead. It's raw fear. It's fear. Because Maul has that brutality and that anger behind him yeah. that you can feel through the shots. But Vader is just impassioned. Test me. Death. Yeah. And it's, there's nothing. Like the clones are helpless, but Maul is angry and so it takes away from his victory a little bit yeah but vader is there's it's no just... it's the the expressionless mask mm-hmm. just the just he does the same thing he just walks forward yeah and just dead 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 pin you to the ceiling then cut you in half pull your guns pull your guns so you can't even shoot at me anymore and uh that's it. Which is yeah, terrifying. Yeah. And there's nothing. Nothing stands before him. He gets to the end of that when 10 to 4 takes off and he's just like, no expression. It's like, there's no anger. There's no frustration. It's just, missed yeah. it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh my yeah. gosh. And so that's like, the fear. That's the fear of Vader is the unstoppable force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, had, that doesn't care. Maul cared. Maul, right. Maul enjoyed it. And that's what takes away from his victory. But Vader... It's, he has no feeling. Right. And that's where yeah. the fear comes from. That's that's what scares no, me yeah. about Heath Ledger's Joker. Is there's no fear. No. He doesn't care if he dies. Nope. You <laughs> have nothing right. on me. Nowhere nothing to place to your anger. Yeah. <laughs> you have All right, we're just gonna watch nothing it You have <laughs> You have nothing to threaten me with. It's like yeah. He's, he's he's got nothing on him. It's that absence of emotion. Yeah. And then Luke, Luke's hallway scene is, it's like, oh, this is a good guy for you know for the first time. It's like, oh yeah, it's the first time you're okay that the things in the hallway are being torn cut to pieces. And, yeah, and for a while there, I thought he was gonna stay very Jedi, but. He didn't. At the end, they were crushing that droid. <laughs> yeah, which that's, apparently that's... was uh, not allowed or shunned upon with the Jedi of old. Jedi, yeah. You don't mm-hmm. force crush things. Droids are a little bit of a gray area because they're droids. Yeah. But still, it's like, oh. All right. So, yeah, him tapping into that. But oh, so it was... the cool thing, though, is like Vader and Maul, very dark side driven in yes. their hallway. Luke was not, I did not feel any dark side. It was different. It was. It was a dance. Yeah. He, I'm not afraid. There's not brutality. It's. Until the crush. Yeah. It was just funny that the droid still tries to shoot him. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe that's why he continues with the crush is because he's really trying to stop it. 
Yeah. Because it's like, ah, I got you in the air. Oh, 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 nope, nope, nope. Stop, 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 stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, but he he matched force with force. Yeah. And I love that. And when he gets in the elevator, he disengages his lightsaber. Yeah. He doesn't go up ready with it on, with it ignited. He waits until the doors open and the droids attack. And he, oops. Yeah. And then he opens the door with Mando. He's waiting there. I mean, his lightsaber's still ignited because he has no idea what's up there. Nope. But there are already droids sitting there. He's waiting. The door. Grogu's waiting for him. And yeah, but he oh waits for goodness. him to open the door. <laughs> it's like open the door, and Fennec's like, "Are you crazy?" They just watched him just <laughs> destroy oh, all these. And he's so like, great. "Open the door," and he opens it. And he, hey guys, what's up? I'm Luke. Yeah. You guys look like Boba Fett. Yeah, I know, you're not right? Boba Fett. Yeah. <laughs> you Which must be nice. Thing. I can see him say, oh, Grogu told me about you. <laughs> yeah, right. That's my space dad. That's my space dad. <laughs> Don't but, hurt my space dad. Yeah, I was like, okay, yeah, those are our three hallway scenes, you know, our three hallway fights, where it's not really a fight, it's more of a just a massacre a, of yeah. each one. Okay. I have a new proud nerd dead moment. Oh, I have to share right now. Yes, because I finally remembered what it was. <laughs> Good. So for my, my birthday, which was right after Christmas, I got a Lego set that had a Tuscan Raider riding a Bantha and a pilot in a T sixteen. And my youngest daughter Amelia, she goes up to the Bantha, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, I'm building a Bantha," and she can't tell what it is. I get it done, and she goes, "Appa," <laughs> <laughs> I'm like. That's fine. <laughs> Acceptable. I will accept that because that's, that's pretty awesome. Cool. <laughs> I was like, she's two years old. She doesn't speak that much. She she tries and she's doing well. She's she's developing, but the fact that she called it Appa. Appa. That. I'm that's like, you know awesome. what? Well done. My uh, my little bantha here. I got him right here. This little bantha. His name is now Appa. <laughs> Fair enough. And of course, I have to build now build an Appa. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Little little thing for. Yeah. I have a proud dad moment oh, yeah. too. Kay. So, I'm I'm big in Legend of Zelda. Okay. And a, a weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, I watched a YouTube video that was uh, so. This is basically the Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. And if you played or know anything about Link, he doesn't talk, but he he yells. Okay. Yeah. So, in Ocarina of Time, if you've ever played it, there's a Hyrule field, and the only way to get across Hyrule Field is to roll. You have to roll, okay? Because it feels faster. It but he yells faster. every time <laughs> well, you roll. Well, so it's like yat 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 yat. Yeah. So yeah. I'm sitting there. We're watching YouTube videos, and my Penny, my oldest, is like, "Can we watch Hop Hop?" I'm like, "Hop Hop? What's Hop Hop?" Because I'm thinking about like, oh, because she watched. So this is basically Legend of Zelda with me, and in it he goes yat yat. I'm like, oh, Link going yat yat. She's like, yeah, Hop Hop. She wanted to watch the Link oh video again. I was like, <laughs> yeah, we can watch it again. It's sure. very nice. funny. If you've seen, if you played Link uh, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time at all, it's so funny because it's just, it's a really dumbed down version. But it's, yeah, when she's, can we watch Hop Hop? Like, yeah. And can we watch the other one? Because he did, uh, the, the YouTuber did another one for Breath of the Wild. And, it's it's you know the same thing just a really dumbed down version of it okay or it's ridiculous really 
And okay. like, yep, <laughs> yeah, we awesome. can watch the other one. It's it's really funny. I showed it to Teddy, and she didn't laugh. She laughed a little bit. <laughs> so it's funny enough that it's like, because a lot of it's like, what is happening? And a lot of it's okay. like, well, why didn't they just do that instead? It's kind of like how it should have oh, right, right. played out. If you haven't seen it, you're not going to get all the jokes. Yeah. It's Some uh, of it you will, but yeah, you... you... Travis was showing me uh, some guys dubbed over a bunch of anime, like Dragon Ball Z and stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and totally simplified it, so it, like the you can watch the entire series in like five minutes. <laughs> and, they, and some of the stuff was pretty funny, but he just didn't stop laughing the entire video. Uh-huh. I'm just like, I'm getting like... 20% of these. Yeah. <laughs> like, haha, that's funny because it's like the thing. But I don't know what that is. I don't know what that is. Right. <laughs> so I, yeah, I, I get like what that. she's doing. Yeah. But that's yeah, fun. Penny loved it. She'll ask me now, too. Can we watch Hop Hop? Yes, we can. Absolutely. We can watch Hop Hop. That's so fun. But yeah, it's like things like that. It's like, yeah, that, that's how you get across Hyrule Field. You, you roll. You roll. There hop, we go. Hop, it feels faster. Hop. It's probably not, but it feels faster. <laughs> it feels faster. That's great. But oh man, uh, that reminds me in the the Lego Lord of the Rings game. You, it's almost an open world. Like, yeah, you can walk it is. from one end to the other. I freaking love that. So so. Cool. It's one of those things where I, I want to make an illegal copy of the disc so I have a spare, if that one ever dies, because <laughs> <laughs> I can't handle that. <sighs> Quiet. <laughs> don't say it out loud it'll be fine <laughs> it's fine the game is like 60 bucks to get a replacement oh, which is ouch. more than I paid originally for ouch because <laughs> yeah. uh, again Lego lost the license and because they lost the license you can't buy a digital version of it oh. so if you bought a digital version while it was available you still have it but but if you didn't if you didn't then, then there's no way to get one and you can't even play it on the Xbox One if you don't have the the previous digital download, Ugh, that sucks. Ugh. It really does. <laughs> and so I'm just I'm out of my mind because I'm like Lego, you you gotta get it, bring back the Lord of the Rings game, re-release it because everyone will buy it again. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Twenty Maybe year twenty com- year anniversary. Convince them to do it. E- even except let them throw on the Hobbit trilogy. Just yeah. tack it on. But if it gives you the you know the Lord of the Rings, it's worth it. 100%. Well, the, the Hobbit, they had a Lego Hobbit movie, but it only covered the first two movies, and they never came out with the third. Hmm. Is that when they lost the license? And they... Um, I think the third one just performed really bad. Or it's just it's so poor that they're like, fine, I, we're not going to do it. I don't think it's even worth doing, guys. <laughs> people, <laughs> yeah. people are not excited for this. So Just get it and long enough that you can get the digital copy of it, and then they can just take it off. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Back to Star Wars. Do you see that? Back see how? Yeah, it all it all goes back and forth. And and always comes back, back and forth. It's fine. All the nerd things tie together. It's all one big nerd family. One it surrounds us family. and binds us together. Yeah, that's totally appropriate, right? We are raising nerds. Yeah, we are. We are. Now, Tanner, your daughter loves Appa. She does. She she has an incredible sound recognition. Where even on a video of us watching. Um, Avatar, she can still recognize the outro music. She can recognize it and sings along. I mean, and yeah, she's two years old, so she's kind of... 
But she sings. But she along. knows it. Yeah. And yeah, she knows it. It's it's a lot of fun, and she likes to she likes to watch it. So. I I am so excited for when we talk about Avatar. Yeah. Essentially, because I am excited if we get into Legend of Korra. Okay. If we get into the sense of looking at it from a bad guy's perspective, because in right. my opinion, every bad guy in the Legend of Korra, they're they make sense what they're doing. Hmm. It's like, oh, okay, that makes sense. They're not just bad. No, they're not like, just bad people. It's okay. like I see what you're trying to they're do. Not just Cyclops, mm-hmm. forehead laser guys. No, <laughs> no, Sparky, Sparky, Boom Man, Sparky, yeah. Sparky, Boom Man. Oh, that's what he calls him. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Sparky, Boom Man, or Combustion Man. My family calls him Goliath. Goliath. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because of how he is defeated. Okay. That's right. true. <laughs> that's true. That is true. It's, yeah, there, there are such, there are such Sparky interesting characters, <laughs> which I mean, just to, like a little taste there so dynamic that there's a point where Korra actually seeks counsel from one of a previous bad person mm. for guidance. She's, she has to talk to this, this villain in order to accomplish, you know, the next problem. And it's so cool. Cause like, wait, you were, you were bad, but they have what, what they're doing there's makes sense. Purpose. They're just going about it the wrong way. You so it's see. not like Fire Lord Ozai. Exactly. Where it's, it's like, like I'm just world domination. Yeah. I just want to control everything. Okay. It's like I so see what you're trying to do. Korra takes place after, right? Yeah. Like she's the next Airbender. She's the next. Or she's one. the next Avatar. I saw yeah, I was about to say. Sorry, like, wait a minute. Sorry, she's <laughs> the next Avatar. So she's a Waterbender. Right. Okay. Yeah, but she okay. is the next uh, Avatar. I I saw a picture of of a grown up Aang, and I was like. Yeah, <laughs> it takes I place. Don't mind that. I'm gonna say uh, roughly twenty. Uh, no, sixteen. Sixteen to twenty years after. Ang died. Died, I guess. Well, yeah, it would well, be sixteen years to, yeah. because that's when they traditionally told people about being the Avatar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, she, she's known a little bit earlier. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I'll well, end up the, watching it. We're still in season three with my kids, yeah. so I, I gotta finish it's, that. It's at the very beginning. They're looking for the Avatar, and they're like, okay, where could it be? You know, where is, where's the Avatar? And they come to this family, and the mom and dad are like, the Avatar's here, and they're like, well, a lot of people have told us that. And it's like, well, your search is over. And at that point, the side of the wall of rock gets pushed out, and she comes out blowing, breathing fire. And saying, I'm the Avatar, you gotta deal with it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, so man. at like four, she's she knows bending. she's the Avatar and she's basically bending everything. Wow. So it's really funny. But yeah. It, deal with it. Korra takes place, it. yeah, 16 years after Aang dies. So. Okay. And Aang is, is older, he's not a kid, so. Right. It's. It's. Many moons. Yeah. It's a ways. But, Not 112. Yeah, the the only hard part is like, oh, because Korra's here, you know Aang is dead. Yeah. It's like, oh, Aang. Yeah. Because, you know, you really know him I as a kid. I would love to see Aang grown up. I'd love oh, to yeah. see the story of mm-hmm. It's, yeah, it's... Uh, they were going to do a, an Air, uh, Avatar were... Glass Airbender TV series. They did, and then and they got kind of kiboshed. Something happened. Uh, mm. So the original writers of the sh- of Avatar: yeah. Last Airbender, they were gonna do. A they l- were on board. They were gonna do it. They were gonna be part of it. Yep. 
And, what happened? Uh, they, well, they, it ended up coming down to budget issues. Okay. They wanted to do a live action Avatar, but it was for Netflix, I think. Yeah. And so they wanted to cheapen out on it. They wanted to do cheap effects. Mm. And they're like, no, if we want to do this, we want to do it right. Yeah. And so they went back to ask for more money, and, and they said, nope. said, nope. So he said, and so okay, they said, well, sorry. we're out. I if we can't do it right, we don't want to do it at all. Ah, and they were going to do a season, another season of The Last Airbender, the animation. Really? But uh, M. Night Shyamalan's movie came out, and, and so they didn't. Instead it's set of set up uh, for yeah. it. Oh, yeah. There, there's yeah. some loose ends there. Yeah, there are. Once you there's are, still a lot that needs to be cleaned Aang up. and Korra can't exactly like get married right now. Yeah. Because they're, really they're still... Right. He's still 12. <laughs> he is still 12. And she's You're like right. 14. Yeah. Or something. And it's like... Um, I, I know there, we yes, there's more of their, together, but... there's, there's more to their story. There's a lot more of, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, Zuko. Zaka? No. Oh, Zuko. Zuko. Sorry, I'm like, where, Zuko. what? Where's yeah. Where mom? is my mom? Yes. Good point. That was another part. Uh, we can't say too much because Ben hasn't finished the series. So I guess we'll stop Good there. Point is. So you have finished. You have finished. Oh, yeah. No, okay. I, I I'm like, I don't know. And have you finished I, it? And then I said, you know what? I want every, I want you guys to watch it. Good. It's, it's good. It's yeah. funny. Yeah, Teddy and I watched it. It didn't suck me in as much as I thought it was going to. And we're no. like, okay. I'm like, I, I, I want to talk to this like with TJ. And he hadn't <laughs> seen it yet. So we bought it. And I'm like, here. Yeah, you let me borrow watch the this. Nice. So we nice. watched through it. And uh, it's on Netflix as well. But the quality on the Blu-ray is so nice. Like, I, I tried to watch the Netflix stuff when the disc was having a couple issues and I just nope I'll just deal with the issues that's, that's yeah. like that's why we're like we're gonna be uh, team avatar for Halloween which we were that was that was so that cool that was awesome that was great I'm still recovering from that yeah <laughs> hair's still pretty My short hair's still coming back yeah it feels so long though it's that amazing was... how fast you fall into like the I'm bald, I'm bald. Yeah. Right. Because like I feel it now, I'm like, I could probably braid this. It's so long. <laughs> and it's like I can barely grab it. Just for everybody listening, it's like a quarter inch long. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's hardly anything. Yeah. But, it's amazing how fast it grows, though. Yeah. But Not yeah, I just, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. But oh, that was so no, that, fun. Yeah, that is very fast. Because right. also like Avatar, so much um, hidden stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, I mean, you know, I guess I should expect it because Dave Filoni was a part of it. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah, he was... He was the, Avatar is basically what got him into Star Wars. Yeah. Right. Star Wars called him because of Avatar. Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, aren't you the guy who did Avatar? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, All right. You got a job here. Yeah, which we also learn about in the gallery. So it's good to huh. list, watch good the gallery watch the stuff. Which... Do you need me to log into your phone? <laughs> you know what? If you would. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I'd appreciate it. It's worth yeah, it. I'll give it a try. The, uh, see, that's very funny because my wife introduced me to Avatar. Yeah? Yeah. Which is so funny. Which is yeah. so... Yeah, it's, it, it, is, it is very funny. She's very... Oh, I guess we should do this first. There you go. Yeah, I, my older brother watched it. He checked it out from the library when we were younger. And then I was like, you know what? 
I need to watch this. I've heard it's really good. And then I watched it and was like, oh. That was This was awesome. It was so funny. And like, yeah, I was like, and people would always be like, yeah, I hated the movie because I saw the TV show. And I'm like, oh, I like the movie. And like, have you seen the TV show? No, like, that's why. That's why. I'm like, ugh. So I watched the TV show. I see why people don't like the movie. Right. And I was like, yep, that's fair. That's fair. I'll just deal without the movie. The movie's dead to me. I have not seen the, Don't I have not seen the movie, and I have no desire to. There's no point. Yeah. The movie does nothing that the TV show doesn't do better. Mm-hmm. No. In my opinion. Watch oh, it oh, three times. I will debate one part. One part for you. Which part? And that is firebending. Yeah? I think that uh. the firebending in the movie... Made a little bit more sense. That makes sense. I could believe that. Because in the movie... In the movie, they can't create it. They can't create it. They can only manipulate it. Okay. And it makes sense because every single other element... Requires... Requires an outside source. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does. Well, yeah, because I'm like, uh, airbending, but you're right. He's moving He's moving the air. He's moving... Okay, Even waterbending or sweatbending or... (laughs) Right. Or blood or bending. Blood bending, which he has seen. So. Okay, I was, I'm okay, like, good. I'm going to say this. <laughs> we, we talk about this. Or blood bending. Which uh, I it requires it to exist already mm-hmm. outside of yourself. Right. Now, fire is a little different because it is an energy. Right. But in, uh, in the movie, they would launch fireballs into the cities. And then pull And then bend. It. And then they the... would bend okay. from the fire. All right. From the fireball, which is cool. But there was, of course, the legend of a man who could use create. his own chi to create to create fire. fire. Okay, which is really cool. I'm gonna have to get the password for my team. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> um, Uncle Iroh does it in the movie, and Uncle Iroh does it at the end, which of the is movie just awesome because, of course, he could. Right. Um, I didn't like Uncle who they cast Iroh. for Uncle Iroh. I needed somebody who looked like Iroh from here. Yeah. yeah. Um, on a TV but show. knowing where it was gonna go, now. Knowing book three and how it ends with Uncle Iroh, I understand why they picked that guy. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Because having an Uncle Iroh transform in the way that he does yes. would be very difficult to do in real life. Yes. I'm like, even Spider Man, so, right? Um, the Spider Man that came out in 2000. Was that 2002? It was, it was I, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah, early 2000s. Uh, Toby McGuire. Yeah, where he, he, he starts as. As skinny. Yeah, skinny. Spider Man. And then they stopped filming. And six he months worked out for six months and became what we see. Yeah, <laughs> next morning. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. It's like, Whoa. So, yeah, that was funny. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, no, that's. Uh, I can see why that would have been too difficult to do mm-hmm. if you're trying to make these movies in a, any kind of quick fashion. Right. But he also he he made decisions to cut parts and things mm-hmm. like that, and it should have been a t- at least a two part movie oh, it yeah. was so short oh, yeah. and moved so quickly and now watching it I'm like oh yeah there's definitely some interesting stuff there but that's the only thing I would say that the movie alright does a little bit better I could agree is with that. the source of the firebending I really liked that idea seeing them have to manipulate it like the others like the other elements yeah I thought that was cool alright alright okay. uh, I'll, I'll give that to you yeah. That, that, Other than that, the <laughs> science. The, I brought my point <laughs> in. The science behind it, yes, that makes more sense. 
Yeah. But I still like the animated movies. <laughs> I mean, I love the animated Oh, no. Okay. Yeah. It, yeah, yeah. It is objectively better. Yes. Uh, I did watch the movie first. I saw the movie okay. first. And that's why I wasn't as offended by it as everyone else. And I would watch here. it again. I, I don't okay. I don't hate it. I have no ill will towards it. It introduced me mm-hmm. to the thing. And when I'm watching the show, I'm like, oh, I know I know exactly what's going on. I know what they're doing. It's a stretched out version of what the movie tried to do. Mm-hmm. The movie wasn't great. Should have just stretched it out. Mm-hmm. Should have. Uh, Here's the thing. I'd, I feel like if I start, I would start it. The movie, and then I just stop it. But I'm just gonna watch a TV show. Yeah, just watch. I'm gonna watch Avatar. I'm gonna dedicate it to the TV show. Yeah. (laughs) That's. I I feel like that's probably what I do. I try and be like, nope. Nah, I'm just gonna go back. Sokka, this is Sokka. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I I thought they cast it very well. Yeah. I thought. I thought even Sokka. I thought Sokka actually looked like Sokka. He did, (laughs) which I was fine with that. And Katara looked like Katara. Yeah. It was great, and uh, although yeah, I, I even liked Dane, and the actor they got to play him was oh yeah excellent martial artist yeah with his staff I'm just like yeah he uh, sweet a, yeah they struggled with a lot of the special effects yes especially with the airbending because mm-hmm. how do you represent that in a cartoon you can show the ball that the spinning top ball that he right. rides on but in real life how the heck do you do that yeah that's true um, uh, that's a hard no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ben says dust. The hard part with uh, wind particulates, is particulates, leaves. You have leaves, to a lot of particulates and leaves and stuff. You have to see what the wind is doing. You can't see wind itself. Right. Which is yeah. How do you? <laughs> In the cartoon, it's like oh yeah yeah there's yeah yeah wind right, right there's there. white swirly things. Yeah, that's wind. Okay. That's wind. Yeah, the wind. Gotta be wind. That's air. I still like the part where a it it's in season one where Aang is in Zuko's room on his, on Zuko's ship and Zuko closes the door all dramatically and like now I have you <laughs> and he just boom boom throws the throws mattress Zuko, at him, yeah throws yeah. the mattress out boom, throws him against the boom. wall hits him against the ceiling and he's out and it's just like <laughs> I was not expecting that yeah. <laughs> when he's trying to find his way out same place he opens up the door to Iroh and Iroh's sleeping he's just yeah, <laughs> I love that. Above all, see that those parts kind of bug me a yeah. little bit, and how Aang acts and just gets okay. away with stuff. And that's when I got to rewind and go, okay, kids show, Cartoon Network, Nickelodeon, yeah. whatever, uh, right? Not, not designed for adults, <laughs> no, nope, at this point. But then just almost exactly like Dave Filoni did with Clone Wars and Rebels. You go through the first season, it's for kids, it's fun, yeah. there's goofy things happening. And then second season is like, and now and you're now a teenager. You can watch. Yeah. <laughs> now you have something and to And then the third season, he goes, and now you're an adult. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait, what? Oh, uh, okay. I'm 10 now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Which, oh, yeah, there's like so much in the last season. I'm like, huh, but I'll wait oh, until you've oh, seen no. it because there's so much. Like... The kids know when they're on a good episode, because a lot of times I'll start the episode and I just come in the Lego room and I listen. Uh-huh. The kids know it's a good episode when, when I you say come out, out of the Lego room and then <laughs> sit down and watch. Yeah, this is good. So where where are they at? In... Uh, where are you? We just did the blood what bending. What just happened? Yeah, we did the and... blood bending. Oh. And then we did yeah. one more episode where Aang can't, can't sleep. Can't... <laughs> I love that episode. No. 
You're not. You're not. I like and he walks in. He's got chains and stuff <laughs> to keep his pants right. on. Oh, did you like the shout outs to all the different other anime shows? Oh my gosh! He yes. Comes in Dragon Ball Z. Oh style. yeah, yeah. Oh. I think that's Naruto, right? Yeah. yeah. The last one with the chains. It's a Naruto thing, yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't so know much about cool. anime, but I, I recognize I, some stuff. I got Dragon Ball Z. That's about it. I, I can recognize some others, but Dragon Ball Z is really so. I recognize Dragon Ball Z. Yeah, well, like, oh, Goku, Goku, right there. Goku. <laughs> uh, is that is that the one with where he hallucinates too? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that's one of Teddy's favorite points. When really? Appa and Momo, uh, oh, and Momo. <laughs> Go to fight. <laughs> yes. And Appa's on his back legs, but she's like, it's so funny. Because it is. It's hilarious. It's so funny. He's like, I've had enough of your crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that is a, that's a good one. That is uh, a good one. Oh, so funny. There's so much stuff we get to talk about. I'm so excited just yeah. to keep doing this and keep talking and keep enjoying. And Yeah. Oh, I will enjoy There's from this. That is oh, too much so to fun. talk about. That's why we started talking about yeah. it. So yeah. Let's get some structure to our conversations because we're bouncing everywhere. Let's start. Which, start I mean, talking. you could argue that we bounce all over. Yeah. <laughs> we're in the middle of a Lord of the Rings cast. We're talking about Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings, and now we're to Star Wars. <laughs> and now we're to Batman. And now, now we're, we're to Batman. <laughs> nope, back to Lord of the Rings. And yeah, we're, Marvel. we're just sort of straight-up nerds, man. We're That's just, true. It's good. And then and then Avatar. 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 Well, we'll have Ben be the guest speaker for Avatar. Ooh, that would be a good one. Recently in your mind. Yeah. Somewhat recently. Yeah. Depending on how Lord of the Rings takes, we might take breaks. That's true. <laughs> that is true. And I, 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 I'm in, I like Legend of Korra. They expand on bending. Yeah. Yeah. Like how water bending, it's like, so theoretically, you could blood bend. Mm-hmm. So there are the other bendings where it's like, you can bend this. So you can also bend this. Mm. So they and they do that for all of them. So there should. So now I'm like, what do you guys think? What are what are some of those other bending types? Because you have to have. Okay. The problem is I know so what they can you do. You do know they are. So here's something cool that uh, I pitched this to him before I'd even seen Avatar. Okay. Is I wanted to create a world that was Avatar, thousands of years in the future. Okay. Where they've traveled to other planets, where the different airbenders live on different planets and do different things. And I'm like, so I started to develop space travel for each of the different benders. Okay. Um, I pictured that the airbenders, being very uh, monk-like and meditative, would have figured out how to transport themselves to other planets through teleportation by replacing the air where they want to be with themselves and pulling that air okay. into where they were. So that was like the rough idea. Right. Waterbenders created spider-like th- threads of water throughout the galaxy. Okay. And what they do is they pull their ships into orbit and they touch one of the ends of these and it's, it's water that is okay. strung out on a molecular level all throughout these different places and it opens and goes around the ship that they're in and is able to transport them faster than light because they're no longer uh, affected by outside space they're going through the water and it shoots it through this little 
little bead of water. This bead of water that, that stretches molecularly around the ship mm-hmm. and pushes them through. Okay. So they can travel faster than light that way. Uh, this is an idea. Um, firebenders went traditional rockets, and so they are actually the least developed. Okay. Of all of the benders, uh, because they use traditional fuel mm-hmm. to get everywhere, and then earthbenders use gravitation. <laughs> all right. And. Uh, bend to the center of a planet to the core and are able to use gravity to launch themselves through the core and through okay. I don't know some some sort of some uh, sort of some sort right. of a mechanism some sort of earth metal based thing that would transport them through and would not quite teleport but would launch them through the planet to where they wanted to go okay so they had to wait until the planet was aligned properly or mm-hmm. Uh, you had these different pits in different places in the planet, depending on which direction you're trying to go. Because it's a landing zone. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, launch point. Oh yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I was having fun. Metal bending was earth bending. Mm-hmm. I and then of course I was. And then you're before. like, oh, there we go. I'm like, oh yeah, they're there. It's I fine. We're perfect. You did? Oh yeah, he did wow. multiple times, and I'm. I hinted that oh, there's other type. There's similar types of bending, which will be cool. And he's like, maybe like blood bending, and I'm like. Maybe. <laughs> Inside, like, oh, like, how did you do that? How did you guess that? I mean, I kind of guessed it. <laughs> like when the, the episode's called The Puppet Master. And right. And you're like, oh, she's a waterbender. She's kind of freaky. Puppet, blood. Blood. Waiting for it. Terrifying. Oh, gosh, right? So there, scary. There can't be any guards. So, uh, anyway, that was, that's what I would come up with long ago. Long time ago. Came up with those things. But it was, uh, but I'm trying to think through the different stuff. Like, Earth is everywhere, water is everywhere. And they cover that a little bit in Avatar, where she's able to pull water from the plants. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot in their final battle with the bloodbending lady, with the witch, that she she actually sucks the water out of the trees around her. Korra yeah. Uh, sorry, Katara. Yeah. Katara pulls the water out of the trees around her to fight her. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. The raw and materials are there. Yes. Which then makes now, me order, wonder. Yeah. Earth bending. What in the earth are you bending? Because dirt is a, a amalgamous gamush. Science terms. Yeah. It's it's nitrogen, it's carbon, it's kind of this conglomeration for, of a whole bunch uh, of things. So I would think that magma. Yeah. You can bend loud. His Scott's yeah. over here just with a grin, a stupid grin on. It's possible. <laughs> you don't Maybe. have. Maybe. Could can be. Say yes. It's not gonna surprise me. Like, as yeah. Soon as the episode comes. Yeah, in, you can lava bend. Yeah. It, okay. It so sense. that was gonna be one of my thoughts. Like, I would imagine bend. it would be more earth bending than fire bending. Yeah. But that's. Yeah. You'd be correct. Because fire would, is more energy based. Yeah. I. I struggle to think like fire and energy. The lightning made sense. Yeah. But then that jumped to, is, is it heat? Is, are they, is it heat? Yeah, what are you... Are they able to not only imbue heat, but remove it? Like, Katara can move, remove the water from a plant. Can a firebender remove the heat from something to freeze it? That would be interesting, because Katara can freeze the water, but the person isn't frozen. But a firebender... 
Yeah. A firebender can... <laughs> Scott's got that stupid grin on his face. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I'm imagining, I'm watching Legend of Korra in my head, and it's like... Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, and we see um, Avatar Roku fighting the volcano, and he's yes. redirecting heat. So is he is he earthbending or is he firebending and that, removing the heat? So that well speaks kind of like, well. Avatar Roku is an earthbender as well because he's right. an avatar. So he's directing things with. I saw a lot of that, mm-hmm. but we don't know what the Fire Lord was doing. When he was directing, right? Sozin helping. Sozin, yeah. yeah. Fire Lord Sozin, what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah. Could, you, could they move? If if it's heat, could you move the smoke that the that's coming off of fire? Oh, I think that's could, that could have been be what he was doing. That? Is removing the ash and some I of that think that stuff. might be what he was Maybe. doing. But yeah, if the, if it's if it's just heat, because it is, it's definitely heat because Uncle Iroh he uses no flames whatsoever to heat his tea. On the way to Bossing Say. Correct. True. It's he just turns it hot. Mm-hmm. So it's like it, it's not flame necessarily all the time. Right. You can redirect the energy in such a way that it concentrates heat into a particular Okay. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. yeah. It's got the energy. Cool, and there's cool stuff. Water. I mean we've seen vine bending, plant bending. Basically. Who's the sandbenders? The sandbenders. Now, those are interesting. Yes. Because I don't know if they are a form of earthbender or, or a form of airbender. Yeah. I actually thought that they might be airbenders. Right. But not fully understanding, just being so in tune with the desert, not understanding that they are airbenders and they're using the air to move the sand instead of the sand to move the air. Earth. I would say earth. Yeah, based on what we see in later episodes of Avatar, they're Earthbenders, because because um, Toph is able to Toph solidify. Sand. Yeah, Toph can solidify sand. She figures out how to, to yeah. but sand. Is yeah. that? But then there's the question: Is that kind of this weird middle ground between Earth and wind bending, where you have kind of this well, hybrid, and that's where the sand Earthbenders come. can't hold. Earthbenders can't hold it in the air, though. Yes, they can. They can't hold rocks in the air. Just yes, they float can. it, right? Well, I mean, they f- well, float it. Isn't that the same as holding it in the air? Right. Do they? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, they-, they pull it up and shoot it all the time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, uh, but that's... Uh, what's his name? They don't sit there and hold it in the air. Boomy. They, can, they launch it into the Boomy. air. Boomy does. They push it into the air and then launch it. But you got it, no? Boomy. King Boomy? Yeah. So, uh, season one, he takes the, he essentially pulls a rock and he's holding it over Aang when they're that's having right. their duel. And he's holding it there, and that's kind of when they're like, oh, well, okay. it's a, it's yeah. a wash. Right. Okay. All right. So, they, they are able to hold Earth. Okay. All right. Because that was going to be my argument for the Sandbenders is that uh, if Earthbenders can't hold things in the then how is the sand staying in the air? Okay. If they're not airbenders. Right. But if they can't hold it in the air, then it definitely could go either way. I would say It's probably more Earth, just because... I would say Earth, because Toph creates a whole, like, diagram of something in the sand. 
Right. She, and she's an earthbender. Yeah, so she has control over that. Yeah. It was this. It was their sail barges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where being able to move it by creating dust devils. So. It's it's so much so closer to airbending. It is than earthbending. <laughs> it's some kind of hybrid, maybe. Maybe, maybe it's a combination. Yeah, maybe. It's weird yeah. that you can only bend one thing and not another. Which then but. takes me to like, well, why can the avatar? Like, what is so special Legend about... of Korra explains why. <laughs> oh, there we go. I guess I need to watch Legend of Korra. Right. It's not as good as The Last Airbender. I will tell you that. I Everyone I talked to said that yeah. you it's, don't have to watch it. It's still... I enjoyed it. But don't think it's... Don't expect... Last Airbender. Last Airbender. Because it's not. But... Yeah, it's... Ah, there we go. Get off the light. Get off the light. It's good. It, it, it explains a lot. You meet the first Avatar. Really? That's cool. Mm-hmm. He's cool. Avatar. Oh, I just forgot his name. Of course I did. The what? The first what? Avatar. You can keep Ooh. me in suspense. That's fine. Oh, alrighty, guys. Well, I think we're going to wrap alrighty. it up for tonight. <laughs> Let's do it. Tanner, you got a long flight ahead of you tomorrow? Yeah. Yeah, we're flying. Yeah. <laughs> It's going to be a long day tomorrow. All right. Well, we will catch you guys another day. And uh, Tanner, until next time, have a safe trip. Thank you much. Enjoy your input from afar. Sounds good. (laughs) So, all right. See you guys. Ciao. See you.